Business Desk Today is the podcast for New Zealand business leaders. Your daily business briefing from the team at businessdesk.co.nz. Welcome to Business Desk Today, a daily podcast featuring some of our top stories. It's Monday, June 19, and I'm Riley Kennedy in Auckland. Rebecca Howard and I spent much of last week at the annual field days at Mystery Creek near Hamilton. If you went there not knowing it was an election year, you most certainly would have left knowing it was. While some New Zealanders may discount the importance of the rural vote, politicians from different sides of the fence clearly thought attending the 55th annual event was well worth the effort. Following a COVID-enforced postponement to December for last year's event, it was the first time since June 2021 the field days were back at their usual winter time. Most heavy machinery dealers said not a lot of money had changed hands at this year's event, although there was plenty of interest. This year's event, in fact, took place just as New Zealand officially entered a technical recession, with March quarter growth slipping into negative territory. Interest rates also kept climbing, adding to pressure on farmers. According to both the BNZ and Westpac banks, Around 80% of their lending portfolio to the rural sector is on a floating rate. Meanwhile, Prime Minister Chris Hipkins and National Leader Chris Luxon, flanked by their respective caucus members, took every opportunity to push their agendas with the public and the media. Both were pretty upbeat about the reception they received, and there were no obvious signs of heckling. National and Labour, however, were not alone. The ACT Party was out in force, with by and large the largest site out of any political party. And New Zealand's first Winston Peters and Green Party co-leader James Shaw, as well as two other current Green MPs, were also spotted at different stands. Top of mind was whether an agreement could be hammered out on the emissions pricing plan, something that seemed highly unlikely before the field day's event. Meanwhile, Patrick Smelly reports a joint Air New Zealand government study into the potential to make sustainable aviation fuel in this country It's focused on mainly whether there is enough municipal and forestry industry waste to make investment in the new generation jet fuel viable. The $2.2 million feasibility study was announced last week as part of a draft Tourism Environment Action. Tourism and Forestry Minister Penny Henare indicated that the amount of waste generated by the New Zealand forestry industry at present probably wouldn't be enough to meet demand. The study will include consideration of what role the government might play in establishing a sustainable aviation fuel capacity in New Zealand, given the current cost of it is two to four times higher than conventional jet fuel. After the break, we look at First Light Capital's new addition to its healthcare portfolio. Welcome back. Brent Melville reports property investment group First Light Capital has added the Avenue Health Building in Christchurch to its healthcare portfolio, a deal it settled last week for $11.8 million. It's the first foray outside Auckland or Hamilton for the three-year-old Auckland-based syndication firm, which currently has 21 properties across 13 funds valued at about $300 million. That's after the sale of two of its Auckland properties, 124 Vincent Street for $20.2 million and 82 Q and Ave for $10.5 million. The latest wholesale fund offer raised shareholder capital of $7.5 million at $1 a share, 
and the fund is forecasting pre-tax returns of 6% for the next 36 months for the Avenue House Building. The building's two tenants, KM Surgical and Plastic Surgery Associates, generate annual net rentals of just over 660000 The syndicator's other healthcare portfolios held in the First Light Healthcare Property Fund include ones in Auckland suburb of Remuera and New Lynn and Hamilton's Tarapa. Meanwhile, Victoria Young has the latest edition of DealWatch. She reports the subdued market has seen little merger and acquisition action in the month since March, but lawyers have been busy on other commercial work, including refinancing and other corporate transactions. One of the bigger deals to be announced in recent months, a three-horse race, was the bid for TAB New Zealand's operations. The bidding operator was advised by Allens in Australia, with support from Chapman Trip in New Zealand. Winning bidder Entain was advised by Minter Allison Rudd-Watts, with John Colin and Isaac Stewart leading the deal. Entain signed a 25-year deal with New Zealand's betting agency. Other bidders were Sportsbet and Tabcorp. Infratil taking the other half of Telco One New Zealand, formerly Vodafone, was another big move for the infrastructure player, which was advised by Chapman Tripp. Chapman Tripp's team for Infratil included partner Josh Blackmore, with support from Roger Wallace. One's regular advisor, Buttle Finlay, took a spot on the deal with Nick Bragg, acting alongside Miriam Andrews and Paul Appleyard. That's it for today. For all these stories and more, head to businessdesk.co.nz. Thank you.